0: Okay, welcome back to the United Pubcast. Unfortunately, a quite sombre um, podcast this time, but I have Chris who's joined us a few times. I was going to ask a few people online if they wanted to do this one, but I thought it was a good opportunity. I needed a beer for this podcast. So I, Chris lives <laughs> local. We have a local pub around the corner from our place, so I thought we'll have to get down to do a traditional pubcast. So Chris, I would ask how you are, but I assume I know the answer. Uh,
1: mate, put it bluntly, I'm struggling. I'm feeling like shit about the result this morning, but... You know, hopefully, uh, you know, like most things, you just move on, and then hopefully this week we get a result. So,
0: well, Larry conveniently misses this podcast. He um, pulled the birth, his Mrs. Birthday card. He, whether it is or not, I'm sure it is, but um, he definitely needs to get his priorities right. It's definitely <laughs> United podcast wife in that order, or girlfriend in his case. <laughs> but now, but jokes aside, um, happy birthday to his um, lovely girlfriend Jess. But um, yeah, Larry will be back next week to discuss the Manchester derby. Now, look. Yes, we've been knocked out of the Champions League. We return home to the Europa League, which it feels like home at the moment. But before we get into it, and we're going to dissect the game. But there's obviously the main issue leading up to the match was Paul Pogba and his comments. Well, sorry, not his comments, but Mino um, Raiola's comments. Look, we'll, we'll try and keep it short because I'm sure in the January window, I'm sure we'll be doing a daily Pogba podcast, probably a podcast. P-O-G-C-A-S-T. I'm sure, sure of it. So we'll try and keep it short, but. What are your thoughts on Rayola's comments?
1: Oh mate, just the timing of it is just appalling. Um, you know, if, he, or if anything, he should have said nothing at all. Um, you know, the role of the agent is to make sure your players looked after, which is fine, yeah. But to come out publicly and you know slate, you know, the club, um, discuss how the players feeling, like that should be left behind doors. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. And because of that, I don't know if it affected the team. Um, you know, Ollie said it didn't, um, but it would have played in their heads with the players. In that, um, yeah, I just did not agree at all. Uh, one, he should have never said it. And if he wanted to say it, the time it was it was poor. Um, it, was, it was before one of our biggest games of the season, and um, yeah, like I said, the, that stuff should be left behind doors. But Mina Reola and. I got to, yeah. Just talking to Tom before, I just think you know. I think it's times. I think Popper is going to go. Whether he goes in January or uh, or uh, the next transfer window, I'm not sure. But um, something that needs to be sorted out because you can't have that bloke lurking around old club because it's just bad news with him.
0: Yeah. So just saying there. You cash your mind back to the Manchester derby, the famous three-two win. And it's déjà vu. A couple of days before the Manchester derby, Rayola comes out with the comments. Papa is the centre of the storm. I was listening to Rio Ferdinand and Paul Scholes before the match, and Scholes was saying it shouldn't affect the players, and Rio Ferdinand was saying, well, yes, it shouldn't, but at the end of the day, it does. Yeah. So, again, we're not going to blame this result. We're not going to blame United going out of the Champions League on Paul Pogba and Rayola's comments. But what effect... Do you, like, do you think players... While we sit here and say, OK, it shouldn't take an effect on the players, do you think it has? Uh, at, at least the preparation. Like, Do you think maybe... We'll get into the starting lineup? But do you think maybe Solskjaer had planned to play Paul Pogba suddenly he wakes up to the news of these comments and then suddenly, well, now I'm going to drop Paul Pogba and that changes the formation. Because you look at that first couple of minutes, we were all over the shot. It looked like we weren't
1: prepared. Oh, yeah. Or well, either way, even if Paul played in that formation, I don't think he could have done yeah. much more of those two goals anyway. But maybe if he did play, we would have changed the formation. I'm not too sure. But um, I don't know. I do think Oli had plans for him to you know, to, to start. But because of these comments, uh, I think he was a bit miffed by it. And then, you know, I think he tried his best to, you know, uh, work around the situation. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he couldn't. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just. Yeah, you know, uh, it's got me miffed how he, how he still talks about, uh, in the public about Man United and that, knowing full well that, uh, and I do agree with Scholes going back to your point that. Um, it shouldn't affect the players, but it will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you hear something like that, if it was my teammate and he's like aging and saying he wants to leave, he's, you know, it's not it's not working here, then I'll be thinking, you know, uh, having second thoughts about playing with this bloke, you know what I mean? And you might think, oh, we've still got a job to do, but at the back of your head, you're like, how long is this going to last with this bloke, can I trust, the next player the next week can I trust him to play against Man City, you know, yeah. is his head in the game? You never know, so... Do you think, and look, we're going to get into Solskjaer Shine in a little bit, do you yeah. think, I
0: personally wouldn't say this, but there's a very strong case that it's a sign of weakness that he played Pulper. do you think there should just be a case, and it's very easy here, sitting at the, on the other side of the world, behind yeah. a TV... But should he take a strong stance and just say, "Don't play Paul Pogba"? You look at, and there's obviously a diff- different circumstance. But you look what Arsenal have done with Mesut Ozil, just yeah. frozen him out completely. Now, s- there's obviously big ramifications for Solskjaer. if he does that with Paul Pogba. And again, his time at United might only have one or two weeks left until the January transfer window. We don't know. But do you think Solskjaer
1: one should or could do that? I, I, my opinion or my own opinion, yeah, hundred percent. I thought I was like sort of surprised that he was playing. Um, uh, given Riolo's comments, and then s- still not surprised that he was on the bench, you know, because um, that's Ollie, you know. Um, I- I- honestly, yeah, we're playing City, and, you know, uh, we need everyone on um, board, but I wouldn't, you know, i I'd just, you know, leave him in the reserves and... Um, but, bit, I bit bit on
0: social, I think we all, we all do that and we can talk about oh, the yeah. I remember last... I flip flop on Pogba every week. Yeah. I remember at the start of last season when they arrived in Perth. Yeah. We didn't know if Paul Pogba was going to be on the plane or not. Yeah. There was a whole controversy over his future. And then I was saying, nah, he shouldn't play for United again, should never play. And then I saw him play and think, oh, he's our best player. That's why we need to we keep, keep him. him so, yeah. so I flip like I was saying, drop him against West Ham. He came on and changed the game sort yeah. of thing. So it's hard.
1: But can you... Is it a sign of weakness by Solskjaer, by playing? Yeah, I do think so, because um, when you're a player and you become a player-manager, you not become buddy-buddy with the players, but you have a soft spot for the players, especially because Solskjaer had dealt with Paul in the academy. So I think, you know, they would have had a heart-to-heart talk and, you know, um, know, hashed things out. Um, And I think Oli would have just said, look, okay, then, you know, um, we still need you. Um, you got it. You know, you still got a job to do at the club. I would have, like I said, uh, told. Uh, if I was person president myself, I would have said to Paul, "Look, mate, you know that's. You know, this is the second time that's happened. I'm not having it. Um, you know, you got to talk to your agent, but I can't have you play today. You know what I mean? Just put his foot forward down. And like you said, now it just looked like he's flip flopping around. Um, and like you said, uh, for me, it does show a sign of weakness. Um, unfortunately, so. Um, But it's a weakness because Oli is coming from a player perspective and just trying to, you know, think about the player first and then, you know, uh, yeah.
0: Well, in January, I'm sure, we'll probably do daily podcasts on Paul Pogba because this is not going to end up. And this rumour before we move on from Pogba. Firstly, I see nothing in this room. I think it's just nonsense, and the rumour av- makes absolutely no sense at all, it, it shouldn't happen, it's a horrible deal for United, they're talking about a swap deal for Pogba and Dybala. Yeah, it's a shocking deal, however, everyone has a guilty pleasure in football, <laughs> mine is Dybala, I, I would love to see him at United, it makes no sense at all, he doesn't fit into what United are doing at the moment, Yeah, I'm sure financially it probably doesn't even make sense either, it's just, everyone has their little guilty pleasure, and Dybala is mine, so... Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm sure they'll be discussed more um, in podcasts during January. But we'll get on to the game and usually we'll go through the start in 11. I don't think the start in 11, well, the shape definitely surprised people. I think, it, well, he has gone, it's not a shock that he went to a back three. Yeah. But I think if most people put money on it, it wasn't we was be a 4 2 3 1. Yeah. Again, we've discussed whether we think Pogba's or Rayola's comments played a part in that late change. Personally, I don't think so. But if you look at the first couple of minutes, the players yeah. were all at sea. Maybe it was. Who, who knows? Yeah. But in terms of that start, regardless of the person, I want to talk about the start because we always seem to go behind in every game now. I just want to get your opinion because I have played the game. You played when when you're struggling at something, whatever it be. We're struggling at the moment with going behind early and slow starts. You try too hard to not start slow. So you, slow. You, you try to go out with too much intensity and it backfires. Yeah. I remember you used to go out and there used to be a player with the left foot, and for the whole week, the whole warm up, the whole pre-game was the coach saying. Don't let this guy on his left foot. Force him on his rifle. Yeah. Two minutes into the game, curls one in on his left foot. Yeah. Because you're so focused on stopping that. So I think United going out there so focused on starting well, it's almost backfiring. Yeah. And uh, that, that's just my opinion. Who knows? But it, the players need to take responsibility. Solskjaer not getting the, the right message across. Just your thoughts on our slow starts?
1: I, I just think, like you said, I honestly I think they are like, given that you know, it's a world-class team they're playing for and the, the staff they have and everything like that, you'd think they'd be up for the game and especially what a big motivation is to qualify to the next round, you know. So I think they were up for it, I just think technically they were just fucking out of it. Like uh, Mainly our poor starts is due to defence, you know. I don't know what it is with our defence, uh, especially the opening minutes of the game, but um, we are all over the place. Um. Well, that's that goal a lot of people have blamed. And look, the
0: defence, the players definitely need to take responsibility at yeah. um, the defence as well for that first goal. That's where they're saying, oh, we we'll are parking the bus at the start, we're inviting trouble. We had four at the back, three at the back, five at the back. We are going to concede that goal yeah. at the start. It's just an individual... It was no, just, no, not even
1: individual mistakes, just... They're just not doing their job. Their individual jobs correctly... 100%. on hundred percent. It's just... It takes one second for you to fall asleep. And that first goal was because one was right next to Lindelof. He didn't switch on and look uh to the left and see Angelina on the left. Um it only takes, like I said, one second. And with that one second, as soon as he well, one turned, Angelina was gone and one knew straight away oh fuck. No, you know? not even one but and you're completely right, yeah. not even one
0: at fault there. But I look at and I whether we Is the shape, and I'll put this a little bit on Solskjaer. Nothing to do with the start of the game, but in terms of the approach, is we have five at the back, we've got three ahead of the ball. We've got Bruno ahead of the ball, we've got Rashford ahead of the ball, and Greenwood ahead of the ball. So they're right wingers. So at the moment, the only person, the only two defending their midfield is McTominay and Maddie. And there's five or six players in the middle of the field for Leipzig, and I look at when we played so well against them. In the first lead, you know, in the first game, yeah. and this is easy in hindsight, but we had four four players in the middle of the, the middle. not even across the middle, like in the middle. The middle yeah. But we played literally a diamond. It was a diamond, yeah. And that is where, in hindsight, Solskjaer's has definitely got this wrong because I thought where Leipzig killed us today, they look they look like prime Barcelona in the midfield. They'll the, and fan, credit to them, they were fantastic with what they did.
1: Yeah, I. But I, I albeit
0: we had less numbers in there, so it was quite easy for them. So I think that is where Solskjaer got it wrong tactically, is. They were very strong in midfield, and we went in there. I thought the selection of Tomane and Matic is fine, but it was only then Bruno was pretty much defending as a striker.
1: Yeah, and um, halftime was uh, Paul Skulls pulled it up. Him and Rio pulled it up, or mainly Skulls, He said, that the thing too, what what made me even more angry, was they didn't play a striker, so they just played everyone in front. So it was made no sense to have five at the back. The centre-backs weren't really doing much. They weren't really marking anyone. Oh, they were marking as per se but it was mostly like I think, I think that's the, you look at you just mentioned there the defenders individually
0: like our centre backs yeah. you wouldn't actually say look you can point out the mistakes for goals yeah. but in terms of the general play they were fine they didn't actually no, do, do any mistakes of no. them they weren't outplayed or anything they weren't outplayed it or it was nothing. just they were under so much pressure yeah. and eventually that told and that sort of stems from further up the pitch or further forward on the pitch yeah. which in midfield which look at the end of the day I, I, said, I said this in the last podcast but I said this after match day 4, going into the 5th and 6th match day where we only needed a point. I was saying, okay, that's in a good position. However, we could play fantastic in the next two games and we could still lose. I thought we, we played well against PSG. Oh, Today, second half was good. Yeah. But I keep going back to this and people say this is a defeatist attitude and I disagree. This is against last year's finalists and last year's semi-finalists. We were in the Europa League last year. Yeah. When this draw came out, and this is not a defeatist attitude. We're the third best team in this group. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a fluke we beat PSG and Leipzig in the first games, but you couldn't bet on that happening at the start. That that was a surprise. Yeah. 100%. It's not a surprise we've lost these two games. Yeah. It's not a surprise we've lost away in Germany and lost to PSG. Yeah. It's a surprise we beat them in the first two games.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And um, as we discussed earlier before, um, I, I didn't think, well, I personally didn't think that we were going to get out of this group. Because like you said, we played last year's finalists and semi finalists uh, and we beat them in the first two games. And I still, like you said, and these other games that we played, bar probably the, uh, the game of Turkey, uh, we played really well. Um, I th- think, so it comes down to the last two games, or uh, not PSG, mainly Turkey and the uh, Leipzig game, that probably so got it tactically wrong then. So it comes down not to fine margins, it just comes down to like that those decisions that you make. And then unfortunately, the, you know, the decision that he made, especially for this game, Going back with a 5 3 2, that didn't really work out. And then what had me a bit miffed as well is that he didn't change it. He changed it at second half. He should have changed it after probably the first goal and said, Look, they've got no recognised striker. Um, there's really no pressure coming in the middle. Let's put our fullbacks or go I, to I, I think
0: when Solskjaer changes it in whatever
1: scenario, he usually changes it for the better. It's just sometimes too late. Too late. Exactly. exactly. And and, um, and unfortunately, because he changed it too late. I, I he did change in the second half but by then we, we, against a team like Leipzig you're not chasing against West Ham you're chasing against a team that's fucking semi-finalist yeah. in the Champions League so you know he, um, I still reckon he should have made it after that first goal but you know I'm sitting here and he's there so it's, and in hindsight it's easy to say but, um,
0: well, you mentioned those fine margins and, and we're yeah. all guilty of sort of recency bias and everyone said, okay, Solskjaer's the reason we're out of this Champions League, got Harry Maguire's the reason we're out. Yeah. You look back at the fine margins, you look at the way we defe- the way that we conceded that goal in Turkey, where we had 11 players in the box, um, we look at Martial's miss against PSG, we look at Solskjaer's decision not to sub Fred, yeah. or not even Solskjaer's decision, but Fred's behaviour, which got him sent off. Yeah. So, look, we should have gone through the position we're in, we should have gone through, however, I don't think it's a shock or I wouldn't overly criticise us getting knocked look I'm not going to say it's ok because Ferguson did, but Ferguson got knocked he took champions yeah, well, yeah. We, were the, we were the champions and we got knocked we out, knocked out of, not really. the champions of Europe but we were the champions of England that got knocked out of the Champions League group yeah. stage um in the eleven twelve season, so it, it happens. It's unfortunate, but and everyone's saying, "Oh, we sh- don't, we shouldn't be a Europa League side." Well, you look where we've been for the past six seven years. We're a Europa League side. <laughs> <like? laughs> well, we celebrate when we get in the Champions League. Yeah, so it shows it where shows we are. Where, yeah. where do you remember as kids celebrating getting into the Champions uh, League? It uh, exactly. was I so, didn't even look. It at, didn't I didn't even like look at it. third down. On no, the
1: we're, automatically, you know, we're in there. You know, um, but getting back to uh, what you were saying before as well, um, like I'm. Yeah I'm really pissed off because you know it was a good opportunity like a lot of these teams especially now aren't really staking a claim to be you know favourites for champions so uh, when we beat PSG and Leipzig earlier I thought you know that we're looking good this could be like you know a year to take. it. unfortunately it isn't but from coming up from those pool games and all that you can take a lot of positives out of it as well you know what I mean um you know the great fight back that we do uh, the games that we played against PSG and Leipzig um, you can only and I hope early, or he will tell the lads now to look forward now and concentrate I could not give two fucks about the Europa League and I hope well,
0: well on the Europa and I'm not ta- this is definitely not taking a positive of being in the Europa League yeah. however the situation we we're in where look okay we might be fighting for a title come may who knows yeah. but likely not we're likely going to be in that battle for top four yeah It does, and look, there are going to be very good teams in the Europa League this year. It's going to be very hard to win it. Um, I'm definitely not saying that, but it does give you that backdoor. So, a lot of people are going to say, I'll play the kids. Well, I don't think if Solskjaer is still in the job, he won't be in a position to play the kids. He'll have to go for the Europa League because it'll be another opportunity
1: to get the Champions League. No, that's that's totally understood. Yeah, exactly. Um, This is just me, and like, this is, you know, I just fucking hate the Europa League. it changes your weekly schedule. Oh, having on Friday watching mornings. on Friday mornings, it's just like, ugh. And mainly it's shit for us because if you play it on a Friday. changes it to Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Right, sorry, Monday morning. Monday morning, sorry. So it would we'll especially shit for the team as well because they have a, a shorter uh, turnaround as well for them to play. Um, I, I hope Ollie. I don't want all the, you know, the kids. I, I hope the, he has a you know, mixture of young ones and. The older lads, um, I would just want them to totally focus on the league, and then you know, obviously FA Cup and all that. Um,
0: well, we're still in the. I see on Boxing a- Day
1: we're in the Carabao Cup, Carabao Cup the quarter yeah, final. Look, you win
0: that, you're in a semi final, and who knows what can happen. Uh, exactly, but that yeah. turnaround in the Europa League is interesting. I'm sure we'll discuss it closer yeah. to assuming who we get in the draw. We'll have a discussion about it, but the. The, the science doesn't back it up the gap is usually the same but whether you play Wednesday and Saturday or Thursday and Sunday sun, yeah. however I think the main issue why, or the main sort of factor I think ha- sort of plays a part is you're always playing catch up the teams who play on a Saturday get the points on the board and then, and then, then the, in, you've got the pressure on you to sort of is, play that catch up. catch up I think that is where the disadvantage I think on the body Look, it might play part in someone's weekly routine. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I feel like you, everyone, every day has a feel. Yeah, yeah. A Wednesday has a feel, a Thursday has a feel. Maybe a Sunday and a Thursday has a feel for a players. Yeah. But um, I think it's more playing catch-up with play, teams who already get points on the board. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, we spot on. Is that what you just said then? But um, moving on to one player who, look, he's almost up there with public enemy number one at the moment, I think. We'll get your thoughts on, we have discussed him before, but Harry Maguire. Mm. I don't want to get into the captain's debate, him and Bruno Fernandes or anything. I just want to discuss his... his, He's got his own narrative this season in terms of what happened in Greece. He's come back in really bad form. He's sort of rediscovered his form a little bit, the whole captaincy issue. Just your thoughts on... There's such big platforms on social media at the moment piling in on him. And I can understand the frustration. However, this gets back to players. And I think Harry Maguire's confidence, thank God there's no fans in the ground at the moment. Because I think... Your job as a fan, your job as a supporter is to support the team, support the players. Yeah. And I think Harry Maguire, while it might not be visibly because there's no fans in there, that he's lacking the support. Like He just looks like the world's against him, and this
1: time fans really should be with him. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think he's being made a scapegoat for a lot of things. Um, and it's unfair on him because, one, he's our captain. You know, you should back whoever the captain, he should back him 100%. And obviously, the guy would be reading social media and all that, you know. Well, uh,
0: that gets to players. People think, oh, you don't tell them, you know, know. they are not, they don't read it. Yeah. Of course they do. No, it, it gets to them. You see yeah. them after the game, they're
1: on their phone. They're reading social yeah, media. Is, yeah. And the thing is, and you see it on, like, Twitter, and that his whole, I think his brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. they all follow him on, uh, yeah. they all, like, you know, they're very, they're very active on it. So, you know, they're copying an abuse, and now it's probably telling Harry, um, Harry the same thing. And Harry's probably thinking, about, you know, I, I understand, you that. Um, it's just a tough one, because if you're if you a team for anyone, a captain for any team, you know, you've got a lot of responsibilities, but being a captain for one of the biggest clubs in the world, a club that's struggling at the moment to get back to being the top of England and top of the world, I don't think it's easy, and I think he's struggling to cope with that, um, not only just with the fans side of things, but being a captain as well. Um, uh, it would be interesting to see what Oli does in the next, um, you know, for next season. I, I. I reckon they will have a chat. I reckon they will have a chat soon. Not well, soon, but oh, the they, they, season, could, they could it, definitely uh, do it. Look at that. under uh, Ferguson, sometimes it changes. And not yeah. so much in the
0: same... It changed hands in regards to maybe a player, a player. still going to play, but at the end of his career. sort of might be a Gary yeah, Neville exactly. or a Ryan Giggs took over sort of thing.
1: Well, the, the, a lot of sports, I've seen it in the league, rugby league and rugby union. I, I, when, when a player, when a captain is struggling, they tend to like... Uh, Halfway for the season or end of the season, to cha- or not in the season. Sorry, halfway for the season or three quarters to change the captaincy because the, the player is struggling. So they change the captaincy. So that might be an option. Like where they just sit down and have said, "Look, man, you're struggling a bit, um, uh, form, but mainly we could tell that inside you're struggling a bit. How about we pass on this captaincy thing and then." let someone else take the responsibility while you find yourself. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, just moving on to Oli, we just touched on him a little bit there. Yeah. And just back to the game, because we haven't really touched on the game, but just his approach to the game, a lot of people saw the lineup: of at three at the back or five at the back, whatever way you want to look at it and say mm. he was playing for a draw or he was too negative. Just your thoughts on... Because I had a discussion with Larry, I was saying that Matic and McTominay were the right pairing. Yeah. Oh, I think in a, with the four at the back, I didn't agree with the three at the back. Yeah. But do, do you think Solskjaer set up say to park the bus or do you think it was a negative approach
1: or I don't, I don't know I, that's the whole thing with because I wanted to find out it was, uh, if he changed his mind because of the poor situation um I I was I, was, I honestly thought that he was going to go to a four four two 4 with a diamond formation that would have I think would have worked out better for us even though um you know it may have opened up a little bit uh, for Leipzig to play but they even didn't matter what we did we did a five three two, and they still opened us up um so tactically, I think, yeah. I don't think it was the right formation, but, um, yeah. I, mean, I, I do think he did, I honestly think did he did want to park the bus. But at the same time, I don't know if the poor situation affected his... Um, well, I think whether the term is correct in terms of whether he wanted to park the bus or not,
0: Yeah, I think keeping it tight... The whole game plan is not to concede in the first minute. True, is And I think that just throws everything Everything out. And whether people say, oh, I should have played Paul Pogba like you mentioned at the start, Paul Popper Mm had nothing to do whether he played five at the back or four at the back. That first goal was three forwards. People are criticising for parking the bus. However, the issue with that goal was we had too many players forward, Forward, which which would allow them an easy cross. And, of course, there's an issue at the back with defending the cross, but it stems from the issue of having too many men forward. Forward, And um, So, look, it's a hard one regarding that. But we look at that and we criticise Solskjaer, and, again, his head's on the line on the chopping block now. But so we're going to preview the Manchester derby in a second. You look at that, and potentially if results go away, we're back within two points of the top of the table. And how can the club be in a position where you could sack a manager in that position? You you, you couldn't
1: sack a manager two points no. off the top of the table. Well, uh, exactly. Well, I, uh, I've been reading on Twitter as well that people say um, if he loses this game, that's probably his job on the line. I'm thinking I don't think it will be. I think they'll, the club can't make a decision until when it's un- impossible. I don't think even Woodward's come out even when we had the shaky start at the beginning when we got hammered by Tottenham and all that he came out with a, for PR reasons or not he still came out and said like, no we're still backing Ollie um, his project and everything so I don't think if even if they lose to City that like, he won't get the second and I hope he doesn't mm. like, if it is then um, I'm just yes, going to so throw it. myself in the river or something like that I mean, or,
0: we'll start the merry-go-round yeah. again with Poch but um, <sighs> yeah. just on that the last bit on Solskjaer and the players yeah. at the moment it's it's, it's a trend thing, and look, we're probably doing it on this podcast from Extent, but we're playing the blame game. This guy's at fault for this, this guy's at fault for that. It comes down to Solskjaer's obviously, and he's the manager, he's going to cop a lot of the brunt of it, but yeah. Solskjaer or the players, if again, I don't want to blame someone for today, yeah. but who do you blame? It's a bad word, but who do we blame for going out today, or for, for the performance today? Oh. Because I look at it, and I, look, I've played the game at a decent level, and yeah. I've never come, even after bad defeats, I've never come off the pitch and gone, jeez, that was the manager's fault. I I, I, it's always the players. i have on the pitch. You don't see the players going around. You see the players on the pitch, they're shouting at other players. They don't go across to the
1: bench to shout at the manager. Well, that's the thing. I, um, what i thing about Oli as well, the second bit, um, like yourself, I played at a decent level for rugby as well. And then you never look at the coach. You look at yourself first, uh, the player. But player yeah, whatever the tactics is, you still have to do a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Um, I wouldn't blame Ollie, you know, I'd look at myself first and say, so I would say the players, you know, um, and then second uh I wanted to say something about Oli but I'm on black I I say to like even kindergarten girls I
0: teach at school I say okay it's all great everyone has the old expression there's no why in team I say okay that's great but what makes up a team all you little individuals make up a team so you have to do your job so everyone benefits and I just think our players are so easy and I think the fans do this as well but it sort of trickles down to the players I feel the players sort of show the responsibility and pass it on to someone else they're
1: they're happy for Solskjaer to take the blame exactly and then what, what makes me even and I know why he does this, As this is what I'm getting to, Oli. You, know, you see people say, oh, why isn't Oli on the touchline and running up and down? And he's, because he's a player, he, and, I, and I know what he's doing, he's letting those players do what they do. He's not going to go out there and shout instructions, because he knows, I gave these boys instructions, they've got a job to do. Yeah, he might say one or two things here and there, but these boys are there for a reason. They know what to do, uh, they're high, you know, supposedly you know, uh, top-class players. So Oli lets them do what they do, so it's up to the players. So at the end of the day, if you're looking for someone to blame, they should look at themselves first. Um, and a lot of them will say that, you know, we have to look at ourselves and say, look, we, you know, we effed up here, so... Look, Solskjaer's not blameless. Um, he,
0: uh, he he's, yeah. he's at fault for a lot of things, however. Yeah. I do think he's getting a hard a hard run because, like, like I mentioned, we beat Manchester City, which you wouldn't put a... I mean, I'm sort of disappointed it's at Old Trafford. I wish it was away. Yeah, true. But um, look, you wouldn't put it past United winning that game, and suddenly we move like five or something points clear of Pep Guardiola, and in the top, and then back in top four. Ollie's at the wheel, and like we're looking forward to a good Christmas period. So it is hard, but um, just moving on, and to try and scrape a little bit of positivity from this morning, we'll do our best. Three, two, ones. We have made the pact to make sure we do it every single week. It is hard this week. Um, but I think three points, I think we'll discuss a little bit earlier, three points should be pretty straightforward, you reckon? Yeah. Um... What do you reckon? <laughs> I, I thought it was straightforward. Oh, Mason. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. Mason. Look, and it's, it's again, scraping the bottom down a yeah. little bit, but I, I thought he's... And since he's come back into the team, he has done well. And I look at his performances and think, when I mentioned on the podcast what weeks and weeks and weeks ago, saying he's going to be the best player in the world, what do I mean by best player? And look, who knows? Fingers crossed he does. It's not so much the best player. He's just the most influential. Like When the ball's in the, He didn't have the chance today, but when the ball's in the box, he'll just be effective. Yeah. yeah. But like, like I look at the, the old debate between Messi and Ronaldo. For me, Ronaldo every day of the week. However, Messi, 10 times better footballer yeah, than yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. For me, Ronaldo's better though. It yeah. makes no sense. I understand that, that logic is absolutely ludicrous. But in my mind, that is what I'm thinking. Messi is the better footballer. Yeah. But... Renault Edge is more effective and I think Greenwood is what he's showing now in terms of his football and ability he's good but he yeah. doesn't stand out as, when he's got the ball on halfway you don't think well, oh, there's a good good play Just he, stand, he doesn't stand out when he gets in the box so you think there's
1: a killer there's a killer there yeah and like He's still young, you know what I mean? He's still got a long way to progress to be a, a world-class player, but even today, like, some of his touches were really nice. Um, getting that penalty, even though I might think that's a bit of a, you know, I don't know if that's a penalty or not. But Actually, I forgot
0: about, oh yeah, I forgot about the penalty. God, yeah. yeah, we did score two goals today. Yeah, what
1: was that? Uh,
0: Actually, uh, yeah, that wasn't a penalty. That no, wasn't a no, penalty. It, yeah.
1: But he done so well to beat him in the first place and then go on the outside, and then, you know, obviously the guy supposedly committed a foul and But that's because Queenwood, you know... Just that little in and away, um, but like, what I like about Greenwood, at that age, the difference between him and Rashford is his IQ, he knows when to pass, he knows when to score it, you know, so when he plays more games consistently, you'd see, you know, uh, a a much more polished player, you know, and I thought today he did, uh, given the circumstances that we were in, especially earlier in the the first 20 minutes, he did, I think he did really well, so he could he's probably one or two players that can hold his head up high, so...
0: Yeah, well, moving on to two points, and I'm just going. To, maybe two points is easy for me. I think one point we might have to show a few names, but two points I thought, again, faultless since he, when he comes on the pitch with Donny Vanderbeek, that didn't change the game. But I thought he came on and
1: was oh, solid. Like, well, we looked up so much more positive with him on the pitch. Oh, exactly. Like with Donny, you're not going to get like say you know. Pogba He's standing from deep And throwing up 50 yard passes He's not going to curl that goal He's not going to curl the goal But what he's so good Is his interplay Between each player He knows Where that player is He'll pass it to the player Like you might think That's just a normal pass But you know When you're under the pump And there's two guys On you And then You know You need a, a goal like he will continue. Like you' be that link, man. You know, that continuous play. Uh, I think and
0: I think that link play just in the mid, just in that area, 30, 40 meters from goal, where you see someone playing a ball in a area, When we're watching on the TV, you think, okay, yeah, that's good. If you're pitch side, you don't realise how
1: quick that is. Uh, that, 100, that's a hundred yeah. mile an yeah, hour. Whole, like, exactly. Yeah. And then that's why I think some people, um, mm. you know, they see they don't see that. They see that on TV and they think, oh, that's not. But when you actually see it, you just think, fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? So they don't see those those. Those kind of moments from Donnie and that, and I th- like you said, I think uh, he did, obviously people might think, oh, he, yeah, he didn't do really that much, but he was, you know, he was good. I thought he, you know, he had some really nice touches. Um, I was hoping that he would be if uh, what's his name had gone with uh, a diamond formation, that him, Bruno, uh, him, Paul, and uh, him, Paul and Bruno and Blue Scott at the back uh, would play just for to risk it all and just see how he goes you know what I mean and, um, obviously well, it'll the... be
0: interesting how they line up which we'll get in a City in a sec but it'll yeah. be interesting I think well, we say it it's seemingly every podcast okay this is the time Donny van der Beek has got to start again yeah um, <laughs> we'll see but for one point I might throw some names out there I'll, I'll just give the floor to you I'll let you choose because I'm not quite sure uh, look there's Paul Pogba. I wouldn't say changed the game but did well when he came in. Yeah. stand out and sort of grabbed a goal I thought while well, frustrated and sort of his limitations were highlighted, I thought. I thought McTominay did well yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in a tough game. Like, like we said, that there were sometimes six midfielders against him and Matic. Yeah. And it was, he was fighting to lose in battle. No. So he looked to have a bad game. However, I thought, given the circumstances, his hands were sort of tied. Other than that, I thought the whole back four was very poor. Yeah, um, even And maybe some of that was down to shape. I thought one for was poor. Yeah. Tellers didn't do anything wrong, but I thought I didn't see a great deal from him. And up front, as I said, there was only really uh, so Bruno was Bruno. Bruno was kicked out of the game. I thought uh, that that was a real tactic from Leipzig. I think, yep. They got really close to him, so Bruno, I thought, did well. But yeah, Leipzig dealt with him. Yeah, so
1: yeah. I think Rash Rash did. Yeah. You know, I think he didn't do bad, and I don't think he did really good as well. Um, I think you know, Leipzig did well to sort of not shut them out, but just to keep them quiet. You know what I mean? But I still Rash made some nice little sort of runs here and there so I suppose If I could just get to one quick point with um, uh, one, and the rumors of Trippier, and the only reason I think, and there's rumors not just Trippier, there's other, but that uh, they're looking for another right back that is, uh, option is because, I f- why that, uh, that defense is not, it's not, I'm not going to say poor, but it's struggling, there's so much of an imbalance, um, in that Le- Leipzig game, there were so many times that he was open, and all you had to do was fling to it. And there was two moments where I saw in the game was Scott and um, Matic. They played it from the deep and then he was by himself on the fir- uh, the last foot fir- of uh, the field of open space. But they just looked-, they looked at him and they just missed him totally because yeah. I think they knew that. He's just not really effective going, you know, going no, forward. I, I uh,
0: think it's hard. Like we discussed on the, I said on the last podcast, the criticism of wan is starting to get over the top. However, you do see him on the ball and you just think... Oh, there's nothing. Like he had the ball at one stage today, where the camera zoomed in on him, and he tried to. He, back. <laughs> he got he got into a whole heap of trouble. Like he yeah. had the ball in so much space, he looked for a pass that wasn't on, and said, "Okay, I'll cut back inside." That pass wasn't on, and he got himself into so much trouble, and found himself having to try back back heel, which went horribly wrong. We were wrong, wrong is that? that sort of yeah. I'm not saying Kieran, Kieran Trippi is the answer, but he's a footballer who probably won't get himself in that position. But you balance that and say, well. If someone's in on goal, who do you back to for back one bissaka or Trippier? And it's probably one bissaka so...
1: Well, then it comes back to then... Um, Oli trying to... You can't just do it for one player, but you have to make it... To a point where it balances the squad out, so... If you're going to play a 3-5-2 and make him a wing-back, is he going to be effective as a wing-back? Well, uh, I think the... I, I do not that, going to be... Like, going forward, you won't. But,
0: but defensively, but going maybe... going forward, and look, I completely agree, but yeah. going forward, and i have criticised him so much on this podcast, but we almost have the perfect answer. The, the counterpart to for Pesaga is Deleuze.
1: No, but, well, well, you know...
0: But, but we all kind of agreed, maybe his time's up at United, maybe it's best to loan him out. So I think that's maybe a good option where we can just monitor his loan. Yes.
1: Yeah. If she- he does perform, well... Coming Bring back, you. yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. But oh, sorry, I just wanted to get back to that point because um, you know it's just one of one or many things that hopefully Oli takes in learning from those you know, Champions League games and you know, other Premier League games that you know certain formations aren't going to work if players are going to be in that sort of uh, uh, shape. So um, yeah, it was just to highlight that hopefully they can learn from this and their progress forward. So after
0: yeah. that, and i completely agree. But yeah. did we settle on one point
1: after that? Oh shit, no. I, I'm going to go with Scott. I think Scott deserved yeah. that. Yeah, it was hard for him, but like you said, like on a five, it was almost a five-two-three formation. I, I think, he think, was getting. I
0: think when games go like that, when games don't go your way and it's frustrating and and, and you lose and you're disappointed, I'll always look to. I'll, I'll analyze the game and I'll say he could have done better. He could have done this. Yeah. I'll always look to effort, and when I see someone putting their heart and soul into it i yeah. think there's something yeah, exactly. there's something I can't yeah. criticise you okay, I can't criticise your performance but yeah, you're better yeah. than me you're so bi- I, I really can I criticise <laughs> you yeah, exactly. I'm in no position to yeah, so exactly. I, I will look to effort and that does count for something a lot yeah. of people are frustrated they say oh it shouldn't just be about effort well unless you can go and do a better job than them yeah. it, it is about it effort, is for effort for us. you know what I mean so um, there are the 3-2-1s now we will look ahead just quickly to the um, Manchester Derby Again, unfortunately, it's at Old Trafford. I wish it was away from home. But um, just your thoughts on how does he line up for this? Because he has lined up from memory. He has lined up with three at the back against them before. I remember he played two up front. Two up front, yeah. Against um, them at the Etihad last season with Dan. It was actually Dan James and Marshall up front. Yeah, which was one of the best performances of the season. I don't know if that was a three at the back, though. Uh, I'm sure some of our listeners are screaming at the phone. But how do you think he lines up? Do you you think this three at the back this time has
1: almost scarred him and he won't do it again? I I don't know. I would not have a clue. uh, Is Cavani and myself definitely out? Look, we'll have to wait for a socialised press conference.
0: I assume if they didn't travel, I assume it's probably a little bit of an injury, which means they're probably they
1: won't, won't be 100 fit. Yeah, so if they're not playing this week, then they'll have to stick with Rashford and Greenwood up front. Um, and because of that, because it's City and <laughs> we're at home, I would not be surprised. No, I don't think he would go five three two, but I still think I think he would go three five two. Just you know, flood the midfield and then you know try the best to. I don't know, hold any sort of city attack, but that's going to be very hard, especially three at the
0: back. Well, whether it be three at the back or four at the back, it's always going to be, in, I think, in whatever shape, unless the diamond, whatever shape it's going to be, it's going to be sort of two city midfielders. Yeah. And the debate will continue, which we started this whole podcast on. Paul Pogba. Yeah. Is there a situation where he starts Paul
1: Pogba? No. Uh, look, this, this is my own opinion. Because Paul Pogba's come on and done well in the last two games. He has. Uh, well, this is my opinion, no, I don't want him to play, but it would be up to um, Oli. So if Oli says to me, look, he's your head in the game? Yeah, okay, then cool. And I think Oli will start him. If you're telling me, if, if, if you ask me, it would Oli start him? I think he will. If you want me to start him, I wouldn't start him or have him in the squad at all. Um, and I think Oli will start him, uh, depending on what formation it would be. Um, I honestly will still, I'll still go for a, a diamond formation, you know, um, and probably sucks and I'll probably keep Donny on the bench and have Paul i have Paul Matic Scott Ed and Bruno at the front I think it's so hard I find myself in the, I maybe not agree with the
0: the system but yeah. I, I completely agree with your thinking I can see in your face when you said that I me and Larry have the same issue yeah. we all sit here say play Donny Vanderbeek Everyone, when we're picking a team we say ah, there's not really room to put him in if I want this part, I can't have Donny Vanderbeek yeah. and Solskjaer's finding the same issue so Solskjaer's getting criticised so much but well, if I ask all our listeners, you put your team on paper now, it's hard to get Donny van Der Beek in there.
1: Well, the thing is, uh, I was chatting with someone, if you had an out-and-out uh, uh, centre defender... Uh, defensive midfielder. Defensive midfielder, sorry. I think SoSar would have Bruno, um, Paul and um, Donny, and yeah. have the one sitting at the back, the uh, defensive midfielder. But because we don't really have anyone of that nature, even with fred i don't think he still trusts fred but he you know, there's no one else uh mattage can't really trust matches because he's you know matches has to have either fred or scott with him yeah. um so you know it does hinder like a, 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 our options at the back but um yeah uh that is the dream to get Donny, paul and bruno at one one time but i don't think it would happen i think anyway. there was a good
0: start and maybe it was a couple of games ago so i'm not sure if it's changed but there's a and it was a very small sample size but there was a stat where Solskjaer had all these signings on the pitch at one time in terms of van der Beek, Bruno, Maguire, one for And it was like we scored a goal like every 20 minutes yeah, or something. That, and again, yeah. it was a very small... Uh, Cavani was one yeah, of those. So it was a very small yeah. sample size. But uh, it was quite it was interesting, interesting reading. Yeah. But um, look, I'm not going to say Solskjaer's job's on the line, but there's no hiding from the fact how much pressure will be on him if he loses. Just yeah, yeah. a little bit of a prediction. So. To your gut feeling in terms of results?
1: I'm... Re- Probably get hanged for this, but I'm going hang, in, I mean, not hang, but people want to think this guy's on drugs. I want to go 3 1 United.
0: In what minute do we concede the first goal, though? <laughs>
1: well, I hopefully, so, so Ollie, it was funny. Oli said it today after the press match conference. He said he had to repeat himself. He said, I hope we've learned um, from our mistakes, and he said, Actually, we should have learned from our mistakes. And I said, Yeah, you should have learned from your mistakes. So, hopefully, they learned and have applied what they need to do to better themselves in the first 20-whatever minutes. Um, yeah, I do think it's weird. like, Whenever we're under the pump, we always come out of nowhere. And
0: well, I, I think like... we will go down inside the first three or four minutes, but I think VAR will give Bruno a penalty <laughs> inside the first half. And yeah, I, I can Look, there's some overconfidence when you go into Manchester Derby. You think City are so much better than us, uh, yeah. but you almost back United just to do it. It's just one of those games where we have a bogey team, like, let's, let's say... a. It used to be West Ham Ham, or something. It's a bogey team where they fancy us, where they fancy themselves. I just fancy against Manchester City for some reason.
1: I do too, and especially now the defense is it's You can get at them. You can get at them. them, You know what I mean. So if uh, I think they're
0: a little bit tired this year, but just that if United do get on the front
1: foot and pin them back, yeah. And the way that um, Pep plays, you know, it doesn't allow the 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 centre backs to, you know. it doesn't allow them to have any confidence to play alongside with it because the way the way they attack, it doesn't leave them much option. There's no really what's his name? He's injured, isn't he? Um, the Brazilian guy. Fernandinho. Uh, yeah. He, I hope so. not. Yeah. That
0: I hope injury on anyone, but yeah. He's yeah. He's a top so I don't know who's the
1: other defensive midfielder, but Fernandinho. plays for uh, Rodri, that's right. But I don't know really if right. yeah. Fernandinho actually does well to cover that thing because the way that City play at um, least their centre-backs vulnerable and they are clueless. I, I don't know if for some reason if they, you know, there's a communication problem with them, but they're clueless at the back. So I hope Oli designs a, a plan where they can isolate their centre-backs and then, you know, I think... Um, Look, the plan, yeah.
0: the plan for me, and everyone is probably going to shout at me for this and disagree completely, and I completely understand. The plan for me, though, and, and you pretty much sort of backed up my point there, no one's going to like this, but I'm playing Dan James. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think from a defensive aspect he'll, he'll get back because their fullbacks get forward so yeah. he'll get back and cover which we haven't had when Marshall or Rashford plays there and I just think that pace on the break um, and not, I'm not expecting James to sort of Provide the final pass after he breaks forward. Yeah, but just that threat of going in behind, pinning that. And look,
1: look. So, he, what formation would you put James in then? So, would that uh, be I like think four-two-three-one. I think
0: whatever midfield you want to play. Yeah. Look, probably Madritsch and McTominay for me again yeah. with Bruno ahead of them. Um, look, I am biased. I play Dan James on the left, Rashford up front, and oh. one matter on the right. Yeah, I know that looks horrible on paper, but for me, I think some of our we say best performances, but our most solid, solid performance in, in terms of. Sort of not giving up chances Remember Remember the games like Brighton We could, we could say about 30 chances yeah, yeah. Or something But then the next way We played Dan James In one matter I think it was Newcastle Their one shot Was their only goal no goal yeah So I know that looks horrible On paper But for me in terms of I can't, You can't have a game Against City Two But if they're going to Have the ball and attack Like Pressure's going to pay Especially with our back four Yeah So I think we do need To keep it tight And I think Dan James and one matter Sort of do give you a, Going forward There's limitations But going, defensively I think they sort of will keep, it and keep our shape a little bit more but um, yeah that is definitely something for the, us to review on I think it's a Sunday morning Sunday game for game, us 4.30 yeah. lovely alarm kick off <laughs> I hate those ones but um, just before we wrap up just something, I was going to re- just jog my memory there but I um, should have maybe brought up the of the podcast but done with United's news obviously just after kick off of the United game there was the issue in Paris with the yeah. Istanbul game and just, just a quick thought because I think we might as well talk about it because it's a huge issue and I think First of all, fair play to the players. Yeah, all doing it. But just your thoughts on when the news came through, I thought, okay, so maybe someone said something to Neymar, or Neymar said something to someone. Yeah, it's the referee or fourth official that, saying it to a player
1: or to a me. coach. Sorry. Yeah, so it was like, um, like you said, when you heard the news, I thought, oh uh, someone, either something, someone said something to Neymar, or like you said, or uh, some or to uh, uh, one of the uh, Turkish players or something. Oh. Who was, what was the team? Istanbul? Uh, Istanbul. Yeah. yeah, I still don't say that. I can't. Name, even right? say I just, name just say probably. Istanbul. Yeah. So I, I thought one of their players might have uh one of the PSG's players. Said, and when it uh, came out that the fourth official said it, I was like. I didn't even know they were walking. out I said, "My first initial initial was like, fuck walk out of the game.'" And,
0: and there was an, but the, I wouldn't say I was taken aback. Yeah. But there was an honesty by the fourth official saying, "Yes, I said this." Yeah, yeah. Like you, because you heard all the audio. Yeah. I think d- he only
1: said it because the audio. He knew yeah. straight away. Uh, get, but you, get, you can
0: hear what Denver Babal was saying. Like he was saying, "Why would you say this? Why yeah. would you say that?" And yeah. I, and I think, look, we're not going to hear the end of this. I, I think they're either going to play tomorrow or next week. I, I, when it I was.
1: think. I think that I seen it on Twitter. They're playing tomorrow morning. Tomorrow.
0: Okay. Yeah. So by the time you listen, to this you will know the. So unfortunately, it won't affect you. Even if they lose, yeah. we're still technically out already. But um, I thought fair play to the players because this is going to have more, there's going to be more incidents. You can't hide; it's not going to stop because the players have walked off the field. However, I think a team like that doing that and actually not just restarting again 20 minutes later, but postponing, postponing the game, again, yeah. that will take sort of that will sort of hold some weight now. If someone else does that now, whether it be and I think unfortunately it's probably not going to change until a club like Man United do it yeah. and hopefully, we're in, hopefully we're never in a position to have to do have it, to do it yeah. but PSG okay, PSG do it against Istanbul that's if Man United did that against someone that is when that's authorities when will take note. take
1: note exactly and, and it shows you when a fourth official says something that that it's still a major problem you know what I mean and um, I'm glad they did something about it and like you said um, I w- I mean, they are, all the clubs are taking action and I just wish they took more action you know um, like you said um, it would probably take something like this to happen like a United for something to actually take you know um, a, a stance on it but you know I'm just glad that they um, that both teams said like you know this this is a right um, we we'll play the game the next day with new and apparently a new official what they should do uh, well I, I, I don't think that official is going to be referring yeah, geez, you know? I think he might need a career change yeah,
0: I think I, so yeah but so, um yeah, not fair play to the players because they could have easily sort of skipped over it and no, get, get on with it. But it is going to take moments like that to uh, make change. But yeah. um. It was good. Well, finished me beer. It was good to get down and have mate, a. It was just uh, good.
1: good to just chat about it because uh, you know I was at work and you know none one, oh, hardly anyone follows football. They say so, you know it's just all built in. So but they don't understand
0: everything. Why is that person not themselves? You, think, uh, you don't understand. You don't understand what this club does,
1: to you. Mate, when I was I was at the gate. Uh, I was at work and then uh, I was watching the last thirty minutes and all you could hear from my corner was like, fuck, you know, you, all they heard was just profanity going on. Now like is this bike alright or <laughs> and, uh, no? I'm not alright.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, hopefully everyone has enjoyed. It's always tough, not tough, but it's always a little bit disappointing listening to a um, depressing podcast. You would obviously much prefer us talking about a win, which hopefully you will next week. But actually, before next week's podcast, I recorded a podcast. Um, just before the PSG game, with an author, John Silk, who just wrote a book. He's a Germany currently based in. He's a author currently based in Germany. He wrote a book, maybe good time in um, called "Even the Defeats." He talks about Stralix Ferguson's sort of challenges at United. So mm. not sort of individual games, but sort of periods where it looked like maybe things weren't going wrong, and how we recovered. So it was a really interesting chat and I think an important chat because we all look at United and the success and the trophies and everything that comes with that. However, such a big part of United's story is defeats. defeats yeah. Is defeats, defeats because you do have to come back from them. Yeah. So um, it's an interesting listen. We'll put that up out over the weekend for you to listen to over the Manchester Derby and Larry and I will either be back on Sunday or Monday to review that. Um, fingers crossed it is three points Uh, because I I can't be doing this Solskjaer in Solskjaer debate on Twitter anymore it's killing me (laughs) it is absolutely killing me but hopefully you got something out of this podcast Um, back to the pub which was good hopefully enjoyed the little bit of pub ambience looks like there's a poker tournament just about to start so um Yeah, no, I don't fancy myself in this. I need to go sleep this result off. (laughs) But, um, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Make sure you're following us on all the social medias and subscribed in your podcast app. If you can review us on whatever podcast app you listen to, that would be greatly appreciated. And hopefully Manchester stays red on this weekend, and we'll chat to you then.
1: Cheers.